welcome back to the Catch Kate podcast. This week we are on episode 15 and we are heading to south of the continent of South America um, to a country known as, where would you think? Chile. So last week we were in Colombia. I did a three-part series for Colombia because there was just too much and I got great feedback that people actually like more in-depth and like take you more into the story rather than like not giving it enough time so yeah I'm going to try and like give as much as I can for each place so that you can get all the knowledge you need and of course the funny stories and adventures and all the environmental bits so it might seem funny that I went from Colombia down to Chile when I was mostly overland uh, so going like border to border um, in all sorts of vehicles and a lot of hitchhiking yeah it was pretty it was pretty uh, dangerous at times but sure I survived uh, put out the good energy got the good energy back but um, I actually flew down to Chile because I mentioned previously about the weather and it was January I was in Colombia and I was like the parks are going to close for Patagonia and I, that was like one of the big 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 places that I wanted to get to on my trip and to be honest at the start like when I was starting up in Texas and Mexico I was like oh my god you know like Patagonia is literally at the tip of the continent like how am I even but you know like small steps as I always say small steps like don't think of it as a big huge thing because like the ego will try and project and say like you know oh my god there's just way too way too far away and da 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 whatever but like it's so doable like when you take small steps and just focus on what your dream is like you can get there and whatever other people say like leave them off because <laughs> some people would say to me oh no you you can't do that like that continent's too big like you'd need a year to go around there well no you don't just do it on your time and if you have a dream to get to places then you will get there you know so <laughs> that's just a little uh, point just focus on what you want and go after that because many people told me I wouldn't get there and I wouldn't be able to do it and I did so just focus on yourself and your dreams um so we're going to go into Chile I'm going to take you down to well I flew into Santiago then into Punta Arenas in the south and then see the border with Argentina is very very close they're like literally like look at it on the map like there was a few times I crossed the border over and back over and back it was a bit funny because I kept having to get stamps and they were like oh you're back again oh you're back again um, but that's the funny thing with Patagonia it's split between Chile and uh, Argentina so a few times I did go over and back but what I'll do is I'll just pop all the bits I did in Chile into this episode and then Argentina will be on its own even though I did go in and out a few times and then I'll take you up to Torres del Paine which is part of yeah uh, the national park uh, an amazing place ve like very famous and um, yeah and I'll tell you about some stories along the way my couch surfing and some of the adventures and the mountains and the glaciers so without further ado let's get going 
One mention before we begin our adventures today, I want to say thank you as always to my patrons who are supporting this podcast and also for the lovely gesture this week from Laura, my friend in Finland. Um, She ordered, oh guys, my book, sorry, I should actually mention that, my book released uh, on Monday, um, the um, 12th, Uh, so we're on the 15th now, isn't it? And um, yeah, the book is literally, it's going out the door, it's flying out the door and um, I'm running over to the post office every day like a chicken, like it's so funny. Um, So yeah, I'm so excited and people are messaging me saying they got their book already and they're reading it and they've seen the photos and it's a great actually conjunction with the podcast because the book takes you on the adventures as well and you have the visuals and yeah something physical to to look at where whereas the podcast then will take you more in depth into the story um but yeah I'm so happy people are getting it but what I wanted to say was uh, Laura who had bought the book had actually sent in some extra money um to support the podcast so I just wanted to say thank you for that Laura like it literally means so much to me and also to the other patrons who are contributing as well um and you know you're allowing me to live this life and um, provide back to the earth and the community like I do and um, I was just thinking this morning I was out with the ducklings uh, so in the mornings I leave out the chickens and the ducks um, and well the bees go out themselves when the bees want to go out so I mentioned that last week I got the ducks so now I've I'm getting extra jobs every week I don't know sometimes I'm like Kate where are you going to get the energy now you know you have a lot going on and you're getting more animals and more animals you know but um yeah I was leaving them out this morning and um I just wanted to say thank you to you guys the patrons because you know I was able to get the ducks and I was able to go into the town and buy the feed for the ducks and all of that stuff so thank you so much for contributing and I appreciate it so much and you're helping me educate the world so without further ado let's get going on the adventure okay so I left Medellin Colombia and I headed for Chile I bought the ticket uh, a few weeks beforehand so I was actually handing in assignments to college at the time and I just thought you know what I'll hand in the assignments and then I'll take the plane down south but yeah like travel as well like I had to mold it around my assignment dates uh the deadlines because I didn't want to be traveling like when I would have a big dissertation due or uh, a presentation or something like that because then I was like I won't get in on time you know and people throughout my trip they'd be like what are you doing like are you working and I'm like no I'm studying you know and it's funny oh my god guys there's a bee there's a bee in my room maybe he's out of the hive sorry about that so basically I was I finished up my exams uh, in January and assignments in and then I flew down towards the end of January to Chile and I flew into Santiago and I stayed with a couch surf host and we got on great um, he had a lovely apartment in the city he actually had a pool as well and yeah it was again like I felt that rural urban move um going into the city and just being surrounded by buildings for like a week or so it was less than a week but um yeah it was uh it was um 
a change all right Dago was his name I stayed with him and he was so lovely to me and he was working quite a lot so it it actually kind of suited in one way because we kind of used to hang out um in the evening or whatever and his sister lived in Ireland so there was that like unique connection as well and even when I was there there was like an Irish cup in the press and I was like oh my god like how funny um so I used to find that when I travel you know I would get nostalgic about Ireland but it like you just have so much newness every day that like it's only when you kind of get reminders that you're like wow you know and I actually didn't meet many Irish people when I was away but when I heard the accent all right I'd be like oh my god um but because I went into such remote places and islands and couch surfing hosts like like I never met Irish people I did now maybe in Cuba like a couple of girls and one or two or three in Central America and then one in Colombia on the coffee farm but like other than that no I was just solo girl lost in the remote locations of the world so funny but um yeah it was amazing and I kind of stayed there for a few days and I just I just kind of was chilling a bit like you know doing a bit of college work and then I had really good wi-fi in the apartment so just kind of having facetimes with family and I actually got a new pair of trainers as well in the city I wanted to get new runners in Central America and one guy said to me oh no you can't get new runners because like if you've anything new on you somebody's gonna look and be like oh my god she's rich rob her but then I was like I need to get runners like because I was running throughout my trip like anywhere I go like I well I'd wait a few days like kind of suss out the area if I was safe to run um but like I got runners all right and um yeah brand new runners so that's what I did in Santiago <laughs> but um yeah anyways I flew down then to Punta Arenas and I stayed with another couch surf host called David and I yeah it was it was strange like the journey going from Santiago down because it was like three hours or more or four and I was like I'm literally in the same country like so like Chile is so long like if you look at it on the map you're like whoa it looks so like such a skinny kind of borderline on the country and I remember going down and I got a taxi at the airport and it felt very yeah like taking me back now it was kind of strange because it reminded me a little bit of home because like when I got into the house I met David and another couch surf girl who had been there before me and it was funny because like the rads were on in the bedroom and I was like oh my god like I hadn't felt a rad a radiator like in so long you know I was like whoa because I had been like uh, how long um it must have been I must have been like seven months in the sun like that's a really long time especially when you come from northern part of the globe like where it's deep dark winter and especially in Ireland with the cloud cover like the sunlight rarely I mean it's not that often that we get full sunlight penetrating like the sun it's just it was just crazy because I went there and there was rads and I had been like seven months in the sun and I was just like oh my god like who am I like what am I and what is a red but it just had this weird feeling I went to bed that night and I sure I was roasting in the room like I wasn't used to having heating at all and your body always adapts you know so like I was really adapted for you know sleeping in tents sleeping in hammocks all that 
And then I went into this room with like heat and unrad and it might sound funny to some people, but it was such a big thing for me then to be in a house for like a week or so with heating and the rad and trying to warm up with cups of tea and hot water. But like, it was just funny. It was just funny. But anyway, um, what I did in uh, Punta Arenas was I climbed the local kind of mountain called Monte Tarn. And that was with my couchsurf host and the other girl who was staying there. We kind of set off in the morning, you know, early start, breakfast, six, seven, got going on the road. It was quite a journey out to the hike. Um, so we left Punta Arenas and we went out towards, yeah, Monte Tarn. And you could have the ocean was there and all this like dense vegetation, forestry. And it just felt, I just felt so much freedom, like after being in Santiago with all that, I don't know how many millions of people live there. And getting the metro and all that stuff, like I was just like, oh my god, get me back to nature. Um, and yeah, I just the minute we got out there, I was like, oh my god, this is me. This is for me. Like I feel amazing. I feel freedom. I feel. Oh, I just couldn't wait to climb the mountain. But like we were advised beforehand, like we had to drop off at this kind of police security, kind of office, and we had to sign our names and passports and stuff because the week before, like there was actually some some someone had died or some yeah something had happened up there because actually when you get to the top it's very very jagged and very very like kind of pointed and very easily if there's winds and especially down the south coast of Chile like it's very like the weather down there like you can see it's coming up from Antarctica there's a there's big like high winds um you know the southern ocean is the most dangerous ocean in the world so yeah, it'll actually be interesting when I tell you about my 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 voyage out to Antarctica with with the weather and the waves. Oh my god, you love that. I know you will. It'll be amazing. So much fun. Even though I was like, kind of afraid at some points. I was like, this ship is going to go down. But anyway, um, no, it was actually an icebreaker class two B or two A or something. So we were safe. But at the time, I was like, is this normal, Captain? Is this normal? <laughs> These swells are very high and covering my windows uh but anyway right uh we went out to Monte Tarn and we were just a little bit cautious before we went up because of the peop the girl or whoever had died the week before so it was recommended well actually it was kind of obligatory to go up with like more than two people but we started climbing anyways and uh all different sorts of vegetation like you know there was like loads of evergreens um so actually we were able to have picnic in like this kind of forestry area as well and it was like mucky ground as well very damp like marshy wet ground and I found the weather similar to Ireland in some sense because it was kind of changing a lot and then like at one point it was like so cold and then there was like bits of snow up there and and sleet and yeah it was crazy but Charles Darwin actually climbed that mountain, Monte Tharn, and he's always somebody who I've researched. Um, and I think they were saying that like that's where the first ammonites were found. So they're like, look them up on the internet. They're like um, marine, extinct marine species. Um, we would have looked at them kind of in college as well when we went off with our geology professor. Uh, out to the west coast we'd have been looking at like fossils and all that and old records but it's really interesting so yeah Charles Darwin was a big fan of that area um but 
Yeah, I think it was called after this surgeon from England who went there in 1830 or something like that. Um, and his surname was Tarn. So like a lot of these places, they're just named after the people who've gone up them first or whatever. Um, sorry there now, guys. There's actually a tractor coming in. <laughs> I'm getting distracted today now. The bees in the room. And now there's a tractor outside. But you know I'm on a farm like so... Sometimes there I have to run out the door and do something and come back in. Um, and I'm actually doing that like quite a lot now with the ducks, like because I'm so afraid of the um, the fox. Like I even get nervous thinking about the fox because I'm like, oh, my God, my ducks. Like the first couple of nights I couldn't sleep. I was like, oh, my God, the ducks. So like I have to go out every now and again um, and check them. But yes, apologies now, guys, if you hear machinery because I can hear it coming in and hopefully it won't impact my recording. So the three of us climbed it anyways and it took a couple of hours to get up to the top and sure I was I was flying ahead like once I get going on the mountain I'm gone like I'm, I just get this insane inexhaustible energy drive and I'm like boom I'm going to the top and like the guy my host was like Jesus he was like Do, are all the Irish this like like you know are they this fast are they this driven and I was like I don't know like I just you know, like I, I do enjoy the journey going up, but I just get this fierce, like powerful energy in me. And yeah, just amazing. Like, you know, but I did kind of, I know if my mother heard me say this, she'd be like, oh my God, don't go. Like I did kind of go up a little bit on my own, but you know, like I've, I'm always okay. Um, and I just use my instincts, you know, but like realistically we were advised to stay together, but I knew they were coming along behind me on the path. But it was amazing at the top. Like we got some pictures up there, me and my host David, and like we kind of like I remember putting my leg up in the air, you know, kind of at the side and doing my crazy poses like yoga stuff, and um, yeah, like I remember the wind. We were like whoa, and we tried to have like a little like I was blowing away like, and I, we tried to have a little snack like uh, at the top, but like oh my god, like your hands were frozen. And like we were trying to like sit down, crouch, but like the winds were just way too strong. Like like you you literally would have got blown off like if you weren't careful. Um, but yeah, we did. We literally only stayed like not even a few minutes, a few minutes at the top because it was just it was actually a bit dangerous. And um, look it up as well online. Look at the picture of the jagged, uh, summit. It's uh quite uh, spectacular and quite the drop below. But you can see like out the Strait of Magellan and like all the kind of islands, Brunswick Peninsula, all of that. Um, so, yeah, so then we headed back after and we got back to the beach part where the pebbles were and we put our feet into the water and we just cooled them off. And it was lovely. Absolutely lovely. So funny, guys. The farmer there is um, he's rolling the field, but he like drove the tractor right up by the window and I was like I'm actually just going to pause the podcast because and then he just waved in at me like you know it's just so funny it's like where did he come from out of nowhere um but yeah okay let's get going on the next adventure guys so that was Monte Tharn I would recommend you to climb it if you go there but go with uh, a guide or go with uh, a local as always be cautious and always know that mother nature you know you have to be careful so the next place i'm going to bring you is torres del paine which is a renowned site in patagonia in general so 
what happened was that to get there, I actually had to cross into Argentina first. Um, I went there with my host, actually. He was going up there because, well, it's a funny story. Um, he was kind of falling for this girl. So we went on a little love adventure. It was so funny. Um, so he was chasing love. Um, so it was quite beautiful, but also quite funny. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to be your adventure buddy on this romantic search. So it was really funny. So we actually went up to a place called El Calafate um, in Argentina. We drove up on a Friday evening after his work. We took off and it was just, it was so much fun. We were like, oh my God, let's find the girl. And oh, it was hilarious. But we got up there anyways. And in El Calafate, there's a glacier you can visit. Um, but that's in Argentina. So I'll keep that for the Argentina um, podcast. But basically, that's how I got up there transport wise with my with my buddy, my couch surf host. And then I actually came back down again into Chile, back down to a place called Puerto Natales. And I stayed with another couch surf host there. And yeah, it was um, it was amazing. And I stayed there maybe like less than a week. But Roberto, he was so lovely, an artist. And I remember at the time, like the cold weather, I was still like adjusting. It was like, it was like minus something at night. So like I was freezing. And I actually slept on the floor in his living room. He lived in kind of like a cabin. And I remember I was so cold and I had to wear like all my clothes at night and I had no hot water bottle actually so I actually you know what I had I had a flask I carried always carried a flask in my bag you know for tea and and bringing coffee and whatever on my hikes and I actually filled the flask with bloody boiling water and kept it on my hands I was that cold it was so cold at night and you know what he had as well it was so funny he had actually been to um Finland and um he had this suit for a glacier kind of trekking and oh my god it was the funniest thing I ever saw I was like wow like I need this it's like you know when you think of like uh, an ice an ice man or you know like people living in igloos and stuff um they wear they wear these suits to go basically in into the the icebergs climbing them and just crazy like I don't I don't know what they're called but like I never saw a suit like this before I was laughing I was like oh my god and he was like yeah you can sleep in minus up to minus 20 or 30 I can't remember and like you literally would not get cold because they're like inches and inches of this kind of warming material but yeah super cool so I bought my ticket in the nearby town in Puerto Natales uh, for a day trip to the site uh, Torres del Paine and some people do actually trek like for five days and they camp and all of that but you know me I was the last minute kind of backpacker um so I just got the and sometimes you have to book those tickets months in advance and I was very like in the flow so I just decide on that day so I bought the ticket the night before and I was really happy just to do the hike there and then and, and arrive and just see that beautiful sight that I had seen like four years beforehand on a, on a Nat Geo magazine so I was well excited um, so yeah, again, it was a very early start, half five, six, you know, cup of tea in the morning, food. 
and then I packed my bag with loads of snacks for the day because like those sites when you go there like you're talking big money for snacks especially Chile and Argentina like they're way more expensive than Colombia or Ecuador or any of those places uh, or, or even Central America way more expensive I remember actually when I got into Chile and I had my first dinner and I was like whoa it's like three times the price of the Colombian say dinner I would have had you know and I was like, okay, so my money is going to go three times quicker, you know. And you do realise that on your trip, you know. As I said before as well, Costa Rica, I was like, whoa, I don't think I'll be spending much time here, you know, because just the expense of it. But anyways, so I took off in the morning on the bus. Uh, the bus was a couple of hours. Um, and I didn't sleep well the night before due to the cold. I was very cold at night. Um but I kind of had a little nap on the bus on the way and then we arrived at the site and I started walking and I just kind of took a guess where I was going. I was like, yeah, I'd say I'm going the right way. <laughs> I was always just guessing. I was like, yeah, I think I know the way, you know, I have this like internal GPS. I'm like, yep, I'm pretty sure this is the way. But, you know, sometimes you're like, maybe you don't know, but it was actually the right way. And then this guy from the US actually started tagging along with me and he was like, ask me what I was doing and blah, blah, blah. And um, he was like, what? He was like, what? You've been traveling since like last year, like the last seven, eight months, like alone. And I was like, yeah. And I knew he had money and I knew he wouldn't rob me or anything. But like, it was just so funny telling him the story and getting a perspective from him. And he was like, what? He was like, I'm literally on a week and a half break because, oh, guys, the tractor's passing again. <laughs> right. Thank you, sir. Goodbye. Um, but yeah, and he was like, you know, what the hell are you doing? Like, and how are you still alive? You know, how have you stayed with strangers for this long? And how are you hitchhiking? Like, this is, it's crazy what you're doing. Like, he was like, I'm literally on a week and a half's break from my job. And like, he was like, I've never like met anybody doing something like this. Like, this is crazy. Um, And yeah, it was just funny. But we only, we only walked a bit. Like, cause he was like, oh, I don't know where I'm going either. And we only walked for a bit together for a while, but then he got a bit like I wanted to speed up because I get cold like if I'm walking slow. So I was like, I'm going to power on ahead and kind of get to the site because you get more time then at the beautiful site, you know, if you go f a little bit faster. Um, So, yeah, we walked through all this kind of again, like kind of forest vegetation campsite campsites. Um, What else? There was horses along the way. There was like deep carved out valleys. Um, and yeah, and then towards the end of it, there was like all these gigantic rocks we had to kind of climb up on. Uh, so yeah, so good for the quads and a little bit steep as well. And I don't think, I didn't stop at all on the way actually, just like sups of water or whatever, but I just powered on ahead and I knew I'd be back for my bus then at like 6 p.m. or whatever it was. And I'll never forget getting up to the site oh my god I'll never forget it like the site the three granite towers I was like holy like I knew it was beautiful but like I words could not express the beauty and the grandeur and the majest the majestic grandeur of it I was like whoa like this is literally our earth 
how stunning how could it have carved out this the most beautiful place like you know the sky was potent blue the towers were just like enormous like these three towers like you'll see it on google if you look it up or if you have my book now you'll see it in the book i have a picture in there of of me at the lake and then you have you know the glaciers and, and the beautiful lake the turquoise lake with all the minerals just like i can't express how beautiful it was like like i could just sit here and think about it and not even speak it's just so beautiful you know so i kind of like checked out the area a bit and I wanted to find a spot where I could just be alone and just really take in the environment without people so like I found this kind of rock up the left hand side and I just started climbing on my hands and knees and I just wanted to get away from the crowd because for me my connection to nature is usually the most potent when there's no other people or like maybe maybe a few but I just really find that deep and powerful resonance when I'm there alone and can fully appreciate it without other distractions so I just found a spot I climbed over I got some pictures actually on the way um and then I took some photos and yeah it was amazing and then I decided to sit down and enjoy mother earth at her finest and just really feel that sense of like gratitude and satisfaction that like I had finally got there you know it was like you know like when I think back I had been in Honduras like many 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 months before and I had mentioned that in that when I was there like I remember people saying like stay here and do your dive license and stay longer and, and I was so tempted and I stuck to my guns like I stuck to my my inner voice telling me to go down there because that was a dream of mine for years like to get to that site like I, I had seen so many Nacho uh, photographers and adventurers go there and I was like I am going to get there like I'm going to get there and like I got there like and it was just this kind of peace I had within my body and mind that I was like I'm here I'm here now you know and then sometimes it's funny because the ego could come in then and be like Oh, where are you going next where are you going next but like it's so important to actually really be still and appreciate what you have achieved and you know because sometimes we get so caught up in like future tripping so we'll like keep thinking of stuff in the future but like it's so important to just sit be still and recognize that the present moment is literally all you have everything else in your mind is imagination so for me, that moment of stillness, closing my eyes and connecting with the five senses and, and all of the beauty that was around me, uh, it was profound. It was really, really like, yeah, a memorable moment. But yeah, like what I would say to people, like if you do have a vision to be somewhere, to get somewhere, a site that you've always wanted to, like you can do it and you know I know the world is a little bit at a halt now I know things are opening up actually as well so that's great but just remember like whatever you visualize can manifest in reality and um, it's something I practice all the time visualization um, like creating your own life creating your own reality and it's so 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 powerful like you have to be very aware of your thoughts um, because they create your life, you know.
Um, so what I would say is go against whatever fears come into your mind. You kind of have to take them on board, kind of look at them and then be like, yeah, like, are they true? Are they are they promoting the life that I want to create? Um, because before, like me arriving to that special spot, like I would have been afraid, you know, you know, maybe I can't go there. Maybe I won't get to the end of the world. Maybe maybe somebody will pick me up and take me away like a ransom or anything like that. Or even at times when males have, you know, I, I was followed on my trip. I was had inappropriate comments like all of these things come come at you. And I know more so for women, like because I had met one guy a guy traveling he'd been traveling like two years and I explained to him some of the stuff I was experiencing with with men like on my trip and he he said to me oh my god like I have experienced none of that like it's so different traveling as a female and especially as a solo female because at times actually when I was with men traveling say like I met a guy on a tour or something and say we hung out for the day it's so funny like the difference in the approach you get from other men then um because when you're alone you're approached <laughs> all the time um and then like when you're with a male or maybe if you're with a group you know rarely they, they just leave you alone like they think that that's your partner or you know but yeah it's just uh it's just about embracing your fears we all have fears um and embracing them and and using that energy like that fearful energy using it to your advantage to get where you want to go to get what you want and to really achieve your dreams because it really is the most beautiful um profound experience when you can visualize something and write it down and have a dream and then it, it appears in your reality it's like oh my god like i can't believe i made this happen you know it's it's amazing and it is possible so like that's what i'm telling you today it is possible to have your dreams become a reality and i am living proof of that time and time again like the stuff i imagine or dream of they just come true and it's that is just the power of the mind okay so just a little note about torres del paine um the national park there is actually a unesco biosphere protected uh, reserve so you'll be glad to know that that it is protected and money goes into it to protect the site and the the nature there and the the glaciers and stuff but as always i'm going to tell you about uh, the awareness of the environmental impacts of our lifestyles on such sites so the glaciers are melting and they are melting rapidly uh, something to be aware of and this is all contributing to sea level rise so as you know people in coastal communities and islanders are currently being affected uh, a lot of people are moving inland in many countries and a lot of the low-lying islands um, are you know i mentioned before passport relocations so people will have to have new citizenships and it's something for all of us to be aware of that you know, we are the ones in the first world driving the fossil fuel burning and, and the global warming. So we need to take responsibility then when people have no homes because it's so unjust what's happening because it's the third it's the third world 
and the developing countries that are hit the hardest and it's so crazy because the people who are perpetrating most of it don't see fully the effects but like I've seen them like I've seen people sad because their homes are no longer their homes and that's a really sad phenomenon and like when it happens to us it's going to be too late so like now is the time to make action and reverse um so I know actually something to think about as well um sustainable living and all that uh there's actually another term of looking at all of this and it's regeneration so some of us think of sustainability as like sustaining kind of the um, I suppose the effects of what's happening but actually regeneration like that is something really powerful and something that we can all become aware of and I think it's way more powerful than sustainable living because you're actually given back to the earth into the earth to kind of yeah help us to heal the planet and cool it down so something maybe like you could again I'll always say it plants 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 trees all of the green stuff like we need more of that on the earth we're wiping out you know like desertification and you know we're taking away all the green stuff which we need like the earth is in balance because of her elements you know like the sun the sun hits down here and it warms up our atmosphere and the green stuff just to be vague let's make it kind of general the green stuff the trees all of that they're like our they're like our coolants they're like our air conditioning and the more of them we take away as well with the ice caps and the glaciers like they're all cooling right and the more of that that melts the more trees that are taken away the more of barren land we have we're warming up the earth we need to stop it like you know that's why i say like regeneration so like if we can plant more trees if we can plant more plants just get plants just whatever you know you can get ones that don't even need looking after <laughs> do you know i know a lot of people are like i've no time because i know the the lifestyle we have created it's just too fast and we have zillion things on our plate it's crazy um like we're not living the majority of people are not living healthy lifestyles you know we think homo sapiens as we modernized we think that like you know say for example we were writing letters and we thought like oh you know writing letters and it gets to somebody in a week or whenever and then like we developed emails and it's like oh we've we've made something so easy like now we'll write emails but like we've actually like put ourselves in the worst possible scenario because yeah we developed emails to make it quicker but then like we look at our emails every day and there's hundreds of them coming in like how is that any more benefit it actually just made things so sped up and so on demand and so like answer me now like you know like, it's just crazy like you know when you think about how we we made things easier for ourselves we actually made things harder because we're more stressed because the demands are like instantaneous like this instantaneous culture it's not good for our well-being you know so like boundaries are actually really good <laughs> we, we need more boundaries around this kind of drop and go and like many times people say to me oh sorry sorry didn't respond straight away and I'm just like geez relax relax I don't expect responses immediately like you know 
that's the culture we live in and it's crazy and me like me having seen all of these islanders and tribal communities and people like growing up in the forest like when I stayed with them I was just like I think I just want to live like this (laughs) I just like this you know it's so calm so relaxed we live in nature and yeah some people might think it's a bit hippie but like I don't care like I feel happier there and I feel so in balance when I'm like living like nature and with the animals and yeah like I really like I have true happiness you know and you can't buy that like there's no commodity out there there's no there's no luxury there's no external lifestyle that will get you that and sometimes kind of it makes me feel like sad in one way that so many people don't get to experience that because they're so wrapped up in the society we've created and I suppose that's part of my that's part of my wish as well for humanity to to be able to experience that joy that is naturally inherent in our bodies once we come back to our kind of natural state and that's again another tip I'm going to say get into nature get into nature the ocean is amazing for your mind body spirit the ocean the forests all of it hiking there was a little there was a little uh what do you call it a little rant but um no it's just to say that we need to look after the earth and we need to look after ourselves together so plants get plants learn about plants trees plant trees you know throw a seed in the ground see what happens you know like it doesn't have to be a big deal you know you can do it and it is doable and you can get plants that don't even need care like they might need watering every few weeks you know all that sort of stuff you can do it I know you can and um yeah just just an awareness about the rising sea levels and all of that and you know how the earth looks like sometimes we look out and we see all these fields you know but like the earth didn't look like this before it wasn't it was full of life it wasn't so domesticated and controlled by homo sapiens us basically um yeah and you know I see the fields being plowed and all of that like but it's actually not good for the soil because we're heating up the earth like you know by having bare ground but so that's what I'm saying like more green more green more green and also about getting into nature get into nature nature get to the ocean you know just connect back with the the earth and the rhythm of the earth to feel well in yourself because when we heal the earth we heal ourselves right guys back to the national park um so i just mentioned it was a unesco site so it is protected which is great um and i kind of just finished up that hike and i spent another few days in puerto natales just kind of being around the town and um yeah getting prepared again to go back into Argentina and carry on my journey and also just to let you know like during this time as well I was well I was doing my assignments for college um I remember on like nanotechnology and the national parks and wildlife services in Ireland uh, all stuff like that um very relevant um but also I had been researching Antarctica ships and um expeditions I had been researching them for like weeks and weeks and ringing all these companies so like these were all different things that were going on as well during my trip um lot going on 
I didn't enjoy every moment. I'm so grateful for all the people I met and the places I've been. Um, so yeah, uh, thank you for listening today. I really hope you liked Chile, Monte Tharn and Torres del Paine. If you have the book, if you want the book, it's on my website, catchkate.com slash shop. And you can get your purchase there. And it is shipping worldwide. So if you're somewhere around the world, I can get it to you. Um, The only thing is there is some places in Latin America that there's still no post, like... um, Ecuador, Argentina, but there is there is post to Mexico, um, Colombia, Brazil, places like that. Uh, I haven't checked Antarctica now. <laughs> no, I don't have anybody down there for now. Um, but yeah, so I've been shipping every day now, so I'm really happy and I'm so really grateful for all the people that have purchased and supporting me. Uh, so grateful. Again, thank you to my patrons. Uh, I actually did put up a video this week as well about the desert in Tatkoa. So you'll find that there and you'll see the parrots on there. Oh my God. Like I literally, when I was watching the video, I was like, I'm actually in stitches at the parrots uh, because they were like, they were like, they were doing all these weird noises and like speaking in Spanish to me. And I was like, oh my God, like I'm not going to sleep in this motel in the middle of the, the forest or the desert. Um... So that video is up for you guys to watch. And there's also a video up there about the bees and um, yeah, all about the bees and how it's going. And I'll keep you posted. So thank you. And again, have a wonderful day today. It's sunny here in Cork and I wish you a beautiful evening and an even better week ahead and again just just thank you and thank you for the reviews this week as well i actually sorry before i finish i had one review come in from a guy locally and he said friday was now the his favorite day of the week oh my god so i just want to say thank you for that review because like that gives me drive to keep going because when you do a podcast like you can't see people's faces or their reactions so you don't actually know how people are receiving your your message so like those reviews on apple Podcasts, they mean the world to me because i know that like then my message is being heard by people and to hear that somebody's favorite day of the week is the day of the podcast release oh my god my god it gives me so much joy and drive to continue and spread the knowledge so thank you thank you thank you Uh, Big hugs to everybody and have an amazing, wonderful day. I'll see you all soon again for our next session as we head to Argentina. Bye.